It's actually just pure coincidence that the first verse that I'm going to read today after talking about releasing the financial report says this, keep your life free from the love of money. I promise you, we didn't plan it. But the spirit is obviously moving today, church, so we're excited about that. Church, we're going to read scripture today, and obviously the title there is, Where Does That Leave Us? I think we read a lot of promises, we read a lot of stories and um, descriptions of people's testimonies in scripture, and often we find ourselves asking, how does that relate to us? All right, there is that promise, but where does that leave me now? I hope that um, I can begin to answer that question today, where does that leave us? And of course we're going to read then the first little passage of scripture there and it's found in Hebrews chapter 13 verses 5 and 6 it says this keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have for he has said I will never leave you nor forsake you so we can confidently say the Lord is my helper I will not fear what can man do to me church let's just pray as we begin to study God's word Lord we thank you for the promises that you consistently give us through your word. Lord, we thank you that you fulfill every promise, you keep every promise that you have made. And God, I pray that today, as we would share in your word, God, as your word would be spoken, Lord, would you bless it? Would it bless you? God, would you use this today to shape me, to shape everybody here, and to transform us, God, in a way that is recognisable. God, would we never be the same having heard your word today. It's in your son's holy and precious name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, it's a comforting promise in scripture that God will never leave those who are his. It says that right there in the New Testament in the letter to the Hebrews. You know, in a world that is constantly changing, when things are constantly moving, and you'll notice in your life where people constantly leave, they're there for a season and then they're gone. And that can be for lots of reasons, whether it's in family, whether it's in relationship, whether it's in your workplace, whether you're moving from school to school. There's so many inconsistencies in life. So often people leave us, you know, where our, our lives on earth are obviously temporary. So even, even if you're with somebody for your entire life and death, you're obviously then separated. But God's promise in that, in a world that constantly changes, that's consistently moving, his promise in that, that he is never leaving, it's so encouraging. That's a promise for eternity, church. It's a promise that he gives us for all of our days. And praise the Lord that it's a promise for those who are found in him. It's as simple as that. We read these words and obviously they're penned to specific people. But God is speaking to his church. He's speaking to believers. So I encourage you today as we begin to read God's word, remember that this is for you. God is telling you this word today. The promise, I will never leave you. 
nor forsake you. This was a promise first given to Israel and Joshua before entering the promised land. It was given to Israel in the Old Testament before they entered the promised land. Because it says this in Deuteronomy 31, 6. That's what that verse in Hebrews is actually referring to. It says this, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And then again to Joshua individually, because Joshua is the leader. He's the one leading those from Israel. And we all know that leaders need that specific encouragement as well. So again to Joshua, who would be the leader, it says this. Deuteronomy 31, 8. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Joshua. It's like God is speaking directly to him. And I want us to get that today. I don't have that in my notes, but I just feel like we need to be reminded that God is speaking directly to us today. It's too easy to read this as like a history lesson, when in fact it's being practically lived out in our lives. As long as we allow God to move and to speak to us, then these are promises, church, that we can take hold of. Church, can I encourage you today with this, that impossible tasks are only impossible until they meet the God of the impossible. And where am I getting that from? Because it seems like it's plucked from thin air. Well, I'm getting it from Joshua's story. Because Joshua has this task, as I said, he's leading the Israelites. He has this task of taking them to the promised land. But the promised land to them just seemed impossible. He had a nation. Could you imagine having a nation? It's hard enough having a church asking you, are you sure we're doing the right thing? Joshua has a nation, a nation of God's people. And he's, and he's taking them to the promised land and it just seems like this impossible task. It's a mammoth task, but with the Lord, but with God by his side, of course it was possible because God tells Joshua, I'm not leaving you. Because do you know what? The thing is, yes, you do have to lead the Israelites, but don't forget that I'm there with you. And the God of the impossible is leading the Israelites through you. I don't know what sort of position you find yourself in on a daily basis. But again, allow me to remind you, where does that leave us? Well, it leaves us in a place where we know that the God of the seemingly impossible is with us, church. In order for Joshua to complete his task that he has been given, he needed to be reminded of his promise that he had been given. Allow me to repeat that. In order for Joshua to complete his task, he needed to be reminded of his promise. 
It seems to me that we always have a part to play here on earth in the kingdom of God. He's using us. But I think we forget where it is that we stand as God takes people from one place to another. Because I think often we feel like spectators. But church, we're called to be imitators. We're called to be imitators of Christ. We don't just stand and watch. We minister and we serve and we live out the promise that God has given us that he is with us we serve as though God is with us we're the ones that need to remember God's promises in order that we need to get done what would need done we don't need to be left with fear we don't need to be left with burdens because church we are not forsaken God has not forsaken us And so easily he could have, but he hasn't. There's other verses in the Old Testament which include similar statements from God to individuals with the promise to never leave them. We look at Jacob. And it says in Genesis 28, 15, Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Can I ask, has God given you a promise in the same way he's promised Jacob? Because God still does that. He still makes promises to us, but we all, they always have to be founded in his word. Listen, if, if God has given you a promise, then I promise that he will confirm that. He will confirm that through his word. He will confirm that through believers. He will confirm that through the church. He will confirm that through his Holy Spirit. Has God given you a promise? Well, not only will he never leave you, he'll never leave you until what he has promised you has been seen through to completion. That's another promise in his word. We worship the promise keeper, the fulfiller, the one who never leaves, the one who never forsakes, and he keeps his promises. This is the one that we worship, that we have actually communed with today. Do you ever think about that? God and his Holy Spirit, we commune with. What a holy moment it is to gather around that table and to commune with the Holy God. But we shouldn't be surprised because his word has told us that he doesn't leave us. And again, we read a number of different things that Joshua is told in the Old Testament along those same lines. So Joshua is told in Joshua 1.5, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Easy to skip over that little line there that says, just as I was with Moses. Church, if you know me, you know that I just love picking up on things like this. We know what God did for other people. It says, just as, as, just as I did, was with Moses. Just as I was with Moses. We know what God has done for other people. But so often we're standing thinking, where does that leave us? 
Well, listen, God tells Joshua here what we need reminded of today. He was with them then. He was with Moses then. And church, he is with us now. He is not leaving. He is not going anywhere. And he has not forsaken us. How much different would our lives look if we walked into every room, if we got into every car, if in every conversation, in every relationship, in every circumstance? How much different would our lives look if we remembered the God who was with Moses is with me here? Just as I was with Moses. And God is with me here. The God who brought Joshua and Israel to the land he promised them, even when it looked impossible, that God is with me here. Church, he has not left you. He hasn't left you where you were. He goes with you. He goes before you. We move on because in Joshua, he's also given this verse. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Like I just said, wherever you go, God keeps saying the same thing here. There's a theme that flows through his word. But he keeps saying the same thing because the same thing is still true. Why would you not say it if it wasn't true? But it's true. Yes, these words are spoken to individuals in the Old Testament and they are for those individuals and they are for that time. But these words, church, they're still applicable because, church, the individuals might have changed. Church, the location might have changed. The time might have changed. The circumstance might have changed. The context might have changed. Your God has not changed. He is still with you. And he has not forsaken you. Every circumstance, church, wherever you go, every door, every conversation, he will not leave you. And we read of Solomon, and it says this in 1 Chronicles 28 20. Then David said to Solomon, his son, Be strong and courageous and do it. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed for the Lord God, even my God, is with you. He will not leave you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the house of the Lord is finished. There's that word again. I said earlier that God will see it through to completion. Well, there it is in his word. It says until the service until all the work for the service of the house of the Lord is finished. Until all the work is finished. Until everything that he has promised has been seen through to completion. Until every word that he has said is established here on earth as it is in heaven. God will finish what he starts. He will see it through to completion. Praise God that we know that he is the beginning and he is the end. And that's of everything. 
Yes, that is talking about eternity, but can I encourage you as well? It's an individual thing. He is the beginning of all of your circumstances and he is the end of all of your circumstances. You want to see God work? Then give it over to him because you know why? He's there. He hasn't left you. And he says it to the poor and needy. When the poor and needy seek water and there is none and their tongue is parched with thirst, I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. Do you know, when he says there, when he says the God of Israel, I, the God of Israel, Again, he's reminding them. Praise God that he reminds us. We're just so good at forgetting. Thank you, God, that you remind us. Well, he's reminding them. So it's all right. He's been doing it for eternity. It's not just us. We're not the stupid ones. He just keeps reminding everyone. He's reminded us that he is the God who provided before. And he is the God who will do it again. He promised delivery and he delivered his promise. He promises delivery to Israel and he delivers that promise to Israel. So to the poor and needy, when he promises that he will give them water, church, he's the God that will give them water. He's the God that will see that through. Can I encourage you? Again, with just another quote. We love quotes. God didn't bring you this far to leave you. There's a theme that ran through the verses that we just read. And yes, obviously it says he won't leave you. He won't forsake you. But it also, there's also a theme here that he will finish what he started. I have this quote up in my living room that says, remember the days you prayed for what you have now. Remember that, church? I just think we need to look at our journey. And it doesn't really matter how long you've been here. Because if you've been here, then you've seen what God can do. Look at your journey. Look at where you've been and remind yourself, if God can bring me this far, why would he leave me now? And maybe that's, maybe that's in a specific circumstance for you. Maybe you've just seen steps. And you know what? I know it's so frustrating when it's baby steps. Like you just want it to be over. Can I encourage you? He's brought you this far. He's going to see it through. He's not leaving you. Just look at where you've been. Remember the days that you prayed for what you have now. And then be encouraged that what you're praying for, God hears and he will respond. Again, praise God that we have access to him directly at all times. You know, not every believer had that privilege in the Old Testament. So that's probably what separates us from then. But we have that privilege with the King of Kings, with our Creator, with our Maker, and with our Promise Keeper. Wherever you go, 
he is with you. The promise that we read that we sort of laughed at at the beginning of the service, the promise we read is preceded by a command and it says, keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. We're just not in the business of skipping over scripture, church. It's not what we're about. Can I encourage you or remind you that riches and resources can depart in a moment, but the Lord is with his children forever. I just think some of the things that we hold as precious, when we think about that word or that statement, we know that they aren't really. They're just, they're finite things. That, that might seem, seem obvious, but often when something is obvious, then we become oblivious. Church, we place too much value in things. It's human nature. I do it and you do it. Too many of us are scared to part with what we have. But imagine if at all times, in all circumstances, wherever you go, the thing that you would place the most value in would be the thing that you can never lose. Imagine if that's what life looked like. When you were afraid of something on this earth that you were going to lose or that you were going to have to give away. Well, imagine if your mind was fixed on that which you can never lose, that you are a child of God. That you have been bought with a price that could never have been paid by anybody else, by anything else. Church, God is with us. What else do we need? God is for us. Who else do we need to be for us? Because when God is for us, nothing can stand against us. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And the promise that he gives you as a child of God, well, that goes with you for eternity. And nobody can take that away from you. Church, they can call you whatever they want. They can, they can brand you as whatever they want. But the thing is, you have already been branded called, named in heaven. And no name that you're given on earth can ever take that away. This is what I always say. These are the things that we need to hold on to because it's the things that we cannot lose. That we are children of God and that our Father is in heaven. And heaven will go on forever. Jesus speaks in the New Testament and he speaks about the Holy Spirit. He says this in John 14, verse 16. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Again, there's that word. I wonder if we just wrap our heads around what that actually means. Maybe as humans we can't, but in your understanding of what forever looks like, just fix your eyes on that. You have a helper forever in everything 
for everything. You have been given the Holy Spirit. And he is with you forever. Church, the Father made the promise that he will never leave you or forsake you. The Son then fulfilled that promise that God would never leave us nor forsake us. And church, now the Spirit carries that promise that God will never leave you or forsake you. You have a promise that you can carry that can never be taken away from you. And we're going to sing a song at the end. And I just love this song because it talks about God as who he is. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Do you know anybody else that is three persons? There isn't anyone. God is totally other. And it talks about him as being the king of kings. Because again, he is totally other. What I mean by that is there is not a king. There is not a thing on earth that is above him. He reigns over it all. And in every moment of your life, in every circumstance of your life, church, in every door that you walk through, can I encourage you, praise him for who he is because he has promised you something that nobody else could promise you. Church, God will never leave you. Hold on to that today. Can I ask you all to stand? Allow me to pray. Lord, we thank you for your promise that is eternal and that is true. And God, we thank you for your word that is uplifting and special. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for who you are in us. God, when we look at our journeys of where we have been and where we are now, God, how can we not give you praise? So Father, thank you for all that has been said today.